0: now welcome to the cattoons podcast i'm your host katherine corelli On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome, you listening to the Cattoons Podcast. Today is episode number 41. Today we're going to be talking about the song called Everything's Fine from the Overcome Super Album, which, as I keep repeating, is a super album because of its sheer size, Uh, whereas the quality of its content can be judged only by the listener, as far as I'm concerned. So, Everything's Fine is a track that follows right after Running Overture but interestingly enough it does not go right into the events of the time. So, it is not about 2010, it is not about 2012, it is not about any of those things. It's about rather the very beginning. It's about 2006. It's about 2006 2006, um, while I still lived with my parents and I still was in a quite miserable and dark place and um, I was still sort of fighting back and um, trying to stay sane in my own way while trying to put on a face. So essentially, there's a lot of bravado in this song. Pretty much. It's a very sarcastic song and take it just as it is. Now also, I apologize for my crooked English because at the time, back in 2006, you know, the way I've written these lyrics, oh my god, I could have done better but that's, you know, that's how I wrote them so that's why this song is you know has these lyrics uh, in the released version in 20 uh, when, when did I release or record? in 2019 so everything's fine is one of the tracks one of the songs that was recorded was written and recorded back in 2006 which was quite a while ago and it is about the things that were happening at the time so let's read the let's read the lyrics the first verse uh, opens with the lines: "I'm disappointed, abandoned, destructed. Well, destroyed, I would say nowadays, but destructed. Okay, they want me fail. They push me down. I've got no of- I've got no offense. All I've got are my smiles. I s- I spawn. Now I would rephrase it nowadays, and I would have a smoother, uh, smoother verse." So basically I'm disappointed, abandoned, destroyed. They want me to fail. They want me to fail. They push me down. I've got no- I got nothing um to go for an offense. That's what's intended here. It's not offense as in like getting offended, but like offense in sense in like a military in a military sense. All I've got are my smiles that I spawn but you know there is no that here it's just all I've got are my smiles I spawn damn this attention fuck this pretension they always thought they knew me well I've never scanned I've never scanned through so these are the words that I spell again uh, what is meant here and what you probably realize is um, that I was drawing the kind of attention that I did not want to draw to myself damn this attention. That's what it says here. Fuck this pretension. Right. Because I was pretending to be someone who I really was not and never have been. They always thought they knew me well. And that refers to well, my extended family and my peers and whatever, you know, whoever um, I felt I had to conform to you um, order to, you know, to appease them and to please them by trying to be who they thought I was so they always thought they knew me well. I've never scanned through so these are the words that I spell. And um, I was under the impression I think I think I was correct for the most part I think uh, that some people some people definitely know and I still have friends from that era um, just a bare few but however I know that some people got me very well and knew me very well and they really understood me because they really cared. But then there were other people who did not care or who, who were pretentious themselves or who just, you know, basically just took whatever, whatever surface version of myself I presented and they ran with it. Uh, and while it, is, it was sort of understandable with, um, you know, strangers or people who are not part of my family, it was sort of understandable and forgivable. That's, that's how I felt about it at the time, back in 2006. I felt that, you know, people who have nothing to do with my family, who don't claim to be my friends, that's okay. I mean, like, you know, surface version of myself, fine, no problem. I don't expect you to understand me, really. But when we're talking about my immediate family, uh, I had a sense of that my mother, she did understand me on some level. She did, she did understand me very profoundly. Anyways, she got it. My father didn't, unfortunately. My siblings, not all of them did. So, it was a rather complicated situation. I don't want to go into that for like, you know, deep, deep, whatever. Uh, but I'm describing where does this song come from? And why was it born? It was born precisely because I was fed up with, you know, this pretension, this pretense that I, that I had to adhere to. And, um, this lie, it was not me. So then there's a little bridge that goes, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, save anything about me. Yeah, plenty of sarcasm. Seems like it's easy to punch me, to tease me, all the way somewhere I don't need. Let them believe I'm a good stupid girl indeed. So, well, apparently I'm referring to myself as a girl because I, inside myself, knew that I am a girl. But, well, you know, some people wanted to believe that I'm too stupid to figure things out. And, um, I thought, well, okay, you just wait on it. I'll get there. Uh, it's always a dangerous thing to assume that someone is more stupid than... (laughs) than they really are. Because, well, you might actually run into trouble. And then you won't be able to realistically, uh, realistically read that person. So, I was in those shoes. I was in, the, I was in those shoes. Now I remind you, this is the next verse, Now I remind you, when it is time to sure fuckers, to your knees you'll fall. When I'm queen, you'll be seized and be fast against the wall. Uh, needless to say, that there is a lot of anger here, I was one hell of a pissed-off teenager Uh, in that regard. I was pissed. Uh, I was pissed with the fact that I was supposed to comply to something that I didn't believe in. I was pissed with lying. I did not want to lie. It upset me on a very deep level. I didn't want to lie. I didn't want to pretend. I wanted to be honest. I wanted to be honest. That's what my mom taught me. That's what my grandpa taught me. That you don't lie. You tell the truth. You tell the truth. You don't pretend. You don't play games. You have to be honest. But, under those circumstances, I felt that whatever I was doing was going against against my core beliefs that were instilled in me by my mother and my grandfather. So, that's why I was pissed. And I was arrogant at the time. I have to admit this, I was arrogant. So, you know, oh, God. The revenge that I was imagining in my mind. I was. It's sort of ironic, too, but... Uh, now, these lines, When I am queen, you'll be seized, and be fast against the wall. Uh, this is... I was paraphrasing Radiohead. Radiohead, I do not exactly remember in what song. Paranoid Android, perhaps no. One of the songs from OK Computer, I think. There was something in that, uh, something about When I'm King, You'll Be Seized, and something against the wall. So, this is like a little play, a little reference to Radiohead, of which I was listening to uh, a lot at the time. Then there is the hook uh, Everything's Fine some save all save something everything's fine all save only one thing uh then there is like another section which let's refer to it as a verse I never thought that it would come out and run this way to this decay never wanted never got it in my mind i never planned um so you see it's sort of like little snippets it's not like full lines uh, and it's sort of intentional. Perhaps I could have picked some better wording at the time. Again, my English was in the gutter. Basically, I didn't have any practice with nobody. So, uh, I never thought that it would come out and run this way. What I meant to say is, I never, I could have never imagined that I would get to a point where I would have to um, find myself under such circumstances that nobody wanna, nobody would want to actually listen and hear me out and hear out the truth, and have a conversation about this, or, you know, it's, it's not like I was expecting, like, acceptance, you know. No, I just wanted to be honest. I wanted to be granted a right to be honest. You know, instead of constantly having to pretend and play someone else's games, and run this way to this decay, well, to this, um, decay, it's, it's a metaphor, right? Never wanted, never got it in my mind. I never planned. Yes, I never, I never wanted that. Uh, then there's a continuation, it goes into the next verse. I never planned any harm for anyone. All the goddamn shit done is none of mine. Uh, pretentious bastards try to corrupt my mind. Trying to fear, trying to tear me apart, they have sowed s- in my heart. They have sown this correct form. That's weird. Very crooked lyrics. So, let me try again. Uh, I never planned any harm for anyone. All the goddamn shit done is none of mine. Pretentious bastards try to corrupt my mind. Trying to tear me apart, they have sown in my heart contempt and hate. Obedient cowards are those who fit them well, for I escaped. These little lines, like this one, Pretentious bastards try to corrupt my mind. This is about people trying to get in your head. You know what I mean? This is about people trying to get in your head. Obedient cowards are those who fit them well, for I escaped. And this refers to, like, hey, while you were trying to get into my mind, cowards have obeyed. And this was a reference to two of my brothers. I was, basically, it's about them. I was accusing them of being cowardly because they have obeyed the dictatorial tyrannical father they didn't rebel they didn't escape it they didn't try to put up a fight i did and my other brother did uh, obedient cowards are those who fit them well for i escaped so you see you see what what is meant here then again there is a hook everything's fine all save what i think of everything's fine all save me and my love This specifically refers to everything's fine, all save what I think of. What was I thinking about? Well, I was thinking about my life. I was thinking about that I wanted to love and I wanted to be loved by men. By men. Not by women like it was intended by my father. No. But according to my nature. Which is, I was seeking out love with men. I wanted to love A man and be loved by a man, so that's why it says everything's fine, all save me and my love. That's what it's all about my love for men. Other than that, everything's fine because I I mean, I was trying to act like a poster kid, I was trying to act like a you know, smart, bright kid, um, get high grades all the time. you know, do a million things, and help my mom, and, you know, etc, etc, etc. I was trying to be a very good kid. I was always trying to be a very good kid. But there was this just one little thing that was wrong about me. So, that's why it says, everything's fine, all save me and my love. Me and my life, me and my love, me and my life, me and my... These are the next lines. And then, there's another verse, sort of which starts with me and my love and that's being screamed and yelled in the song have you ever loved anyone That's a question for my father life what is life when the damn when the damn fuck is done that's a weird way to put it but anyways blind take away the sty from your eye fine you're afraid to see you never tried that's uh these are the accusations that I was throwing at my father, because, in my opinion, and to this day I still do believe, that he had a huge stay, a huge sty in his eye. He still has a huge sty in his eye, and he's not willing to remove it. And not only uh, did he never try to see things for what they really are, he's perhaps afraid, um, and um, hence his behavior. Feel the truth you ignored, then pervert it. Fill your health-witted brains, you deserve it. These are the next lines. Feel, as in feeling, the truth you ignored, then perverted. This is about the time that I was actually coming out and showing um, what I really am. So I wanted my father to sort of feel it. Yes, it's not that I liked it, it's not that I... I actually wanted to be just left alone, for Christ's sake. I just wanted out of that place and I wanted to have my own life. It's not that I wanted to be confrontational and be stuck on that page. No, I didn't want to. But since I was stuck there for a while, you know, feel the truth you ignored, then perverted. I was accused of all sorts of things, mind you, by my father. Then there's this line, how do you like that shit? Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's sarcasm right there i will never ever need you Sheryl'll never ever need you Cheryl, will never ever need you Sheryl'll never ever need you all Sheryl'll never ever need you, and it repeats itself mau i will never ever need you, Cheryl, will never ever need you, i will never ever need you all So that refers to my family unfortunately i will never ever need you, that is specifically for my for my dad and then i will never ever need you all this refers to well all of those family members who were absolutely ignorant and who you know Constructed in their their minds whatever version of myself they thought I am, but never wanted to actually hear me out Then uh, the next section goes I can't abort my tears Distort I feel the hurt but turn away and tell them everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine save anything about me. I can't abort I, th- I think that's a very weird wording, but I guess what I was trying to say at the time is that I can't stop what is happening to me. I can't abort that. My tears distort. I feel the hurt. My tears distort meaning that when you look at the world through, uh, through tears in your eyes, it looks distorted, it looks blurred. I feel the hurt, but turn away and tell them. Again, once again, I apologize for my sort of weird, weird weirdish English, but that's what it is. And those are the crooked lyrics from 2006. Uh, Then, again, there is the hook. Everything's fine. Some save, all save, save something. Everything's fine. All save only one thing. Everything's fine. All save what I think of. Everything's fine. All save me and my love. Everything's fine. Some save all, save save something. Everything's fine, all save only one thing. Everything's fine, all save what I think of. Everything's fine, all save me and my love. My life. You see, it says in those two last lines, all save me and my love. And then, my life. Because in my mind, there is no life without love. Life is made of love. One is driven through life with love. And uh, if there is no love, then it's a pretty bleak existence. I've held those beliefs for, you know, forever, I guess. And then there is the last section of the song that goes, Save me, just get me out of here, my love. Take me, away from here, I bled, enough. Save me, I'm tired of telling them everything's fine. Find me, cried all my tears out, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to die, I'm ready to die. All fine, all fine. That's how these lyrics end. So you see, in these last lines, there's a cry for help. Oh my God, did I want a man to save me out of that. Realistically though, I mean, that was the cry of my soul. I wanted a man to come and save me, to pick me out of that misery. I wanted love. I wanted to find that love and I wanted to be saved through that love. I didn't want all of this negativity, all of this darkness, all of this misery, and all of this despair. I didn't want any of that. Because all of that was ultimately unnecessary. And it wasn't like I have created that despair and misery and darkness and all of those things. No. It wasn't me myself. If I had done that to myself, I would have held my myself accountable. But it wasn't me. So... There was nothing that I could do about it, you know, only resist it and grind through it, and um, that was a scream of my soul. Realistically, though, uh, did I expect someone to come and pluck me out of that and uh, save me and whatever? No, because there was no one, and I wasn't even, uh, I didn't even start as far as I remember, I didn't even start, or I was in the very beginning of my transition, so I, I didn't have any unrealistic expectations, you know, that someone would just, you know, I would meet some guy and who would magically save me. No, I didn't have those expectations. But did I desire that? Did I wish that? Oh, yes, I did. Take me away from here, I've bled enough. Save me, I'm tired of telling them everything's fine. Find me, cried All of my tears out, I'm ready to die. Well, that was really the point that I was at in 2006. Remember, I told you about this on the previous episodes. I just found myself in a place where I didn't want to live like that anymore. I was done. I was done. Actually, I'm thinking that probably Everything's Fine was written right before I started uh, my medical transition. I think it was written right before, because that would explain why it has those words there. Cried all all of my tears out, I'm ready to die. That sounds pretty hopeless. And I was right there, very, very hopeless. And then I picked myself up, I found uh, found a solution, I've embarked on that path, and uh, here we are. But anyways, let's move on to the music analysis of this track, shall we? So, uh, to start the music analysis, let me say that this song is in the key of C minor, and uh, it starts where the running overture takes off, leaves off, let's put it this way. So um, it starts with, with this B, C, an octave, with power chords, and then an E flat, D, and from the get-go you sort of don't get it where are we going with this you know are we still in the C minor is there something else coming because because running overture was so complex and it was so modular that you wouldn't you wouldn't know right you don't know what to expect however let's listen let's listen and I'll comment there's your C D C So you see, um, it sort of borrows from where, um, from where the running overture took off, from where it left us hanging, right? You see this happens over four fourths. It's not happening in five fourths, it's happening in four fourths, just like it did in the outro of the running overture, where this same phrase was going across across the bars, across the measures, right? So And we're going into the verse. Let's listen. C minor. And then, of course, we have to go.
1: listen again. Uh-huh, They push me down. i not
0: So you see this is not a standard chord progression, you have a C minor, then you have an E major plus seven, then you have... So there is, it's also not an A-flat major, it's an A-flat minor after all of this. So it's a C-minor, it's an E-major plus 7, then it's an A-flat minor, C-minor,
1: G-major and on the second pass
0: So it's uh, C minor, then it's an a ma- E major plus 7, G major with uh, an augmented fifth uh, minus 7, and back into a C minor. And then we're going back into the intro riff, which is again. Let's listen. was wrong. No, it doesn't go into the intro, or if it goes into something else. Um it goes into a modified version of that, and on top of that there is this vocal
1: part. And every
0: Play. I I apologize. I cannot play whatever is programmed there in the bass line, you know, with my left hand and sing this stuff at the same time because at the time when I was composing this music, I didn't play and sing it. I was singing it separately, and I was training my vocal to sing it. But you know, all of the music was programmed. So essentially, essentially, every time that I'm going, you know, that I'm making an analysis of this, I'm just looking into whatever is programmed there. And trying to play and replicate this. Why? Because I've never actually played this album. It was just programmed. It wasn't played and then recorded. You know what I mean. So, uh, I apologize for not always being able to, you know, replicate or play things right off the bat. Let's move on.
2: That's
0: where we're going to the second verse. Oh. Is fine. oh, it's not again the hook, it is actually the hook for the first time. The actual hook, hook proper. Let's listen to it. Uh, it starts with a C minor. Listen, yeah, it was almost right. So, uh, C minor,
1: fine. B flat major, some same. seventh Some same something,
0: something A flat major then again C minor A third spine E flat major
1: Same
0: F minor minus seven major you know depending on the melody uh, plus seven minus seven so that's where we're at let's move on
2: back to the main rate
0: And this is a theme that was introduced in the running overture, the theme of loss. It's gonna reappear later on the album as the main theme of the salt and done. What's going on there is that we're basically having all of a sudden a little deviation into uh something that will be later introduced on the Overcome album as a song called Dissolved Done. This is like a premonition for that song. It appears early on as its own theme, as a middle section in this song. You know what I mean? So simple theme. It was uh, born out of the very midst of my 2006 depression Um, and then this melody from dissolve to done it later becomes dissolve to done and this theme of loss is gonna dominate that song. Then there was a little bridge there
2: it's
0: an A-flat major B-flat major an inversion of G major It will all reappear later on so let's move on let's move on. then there is a uh, return to the hook which we've already listened but let's see where we dropped off. And it ends with all fine, all fine, all fine. 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 So, um as I've just mentioned Essentially, everything's fine. Which again, I'm not willing, not going to go into the nitty gritty of all the riffs and like how do they twist and turn and whatever. It's too much. It's too much work for me, and it, I don't think it's really necessary uh, in the context of this podcast. So, what's important to understand here is that everything's fine is its own thing, but it also features a whole section in the center from. Something that will become a song later on the album, dissolved to done, may, uh, namely. And then it also, when it, uh, when the lyrics go, into, save me, just get me out of here, my love. Take me. Uh, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to die. This section, the very last section of the song, it references. It utilizes, literally, the riff and the motifs, and even the melody.
1: Um,
0: And the kind of melodic progressions that have been already introduced in the opening track, which is called Tower Call. So, all roads lead there. There is a lot of cross-references throughout the album, throughout the Overcome album. And, um, quite often, there are these musical quotes Uh, Like there is a whole section out of another song that will happen later or that was happening earlier. And it occupies its own place, its own spot in the context of a different track, in a different tempo quite often, different key, whatever. It sort of morphs in there. Why? Well, because everything is tightly intertwined on the uh, Overcome album. It's uh, it's a concept album, after all. So you have these cross-references and you have... Constant evolvement, constant development of various themes, uh, musical themes. They emerge, they blend, they evolve, they bloom, they fade out, they die out, they um, glow, they fire up, etc., etc. So basically, that's that's the music analysis for everything's fine. And uh, let's move on to the next section, shall we? <laughs> So, as I have just said, as I have just mentioned, Overcome Overall is a very complex album. And it is that way, you know, for a variety of reasons. Mostly because it's sort of attempts at describing the complexity of life itself. Like there is another, there is never a clear-cut one thing happening, uh, happening at a time. There's usually several things that tie together uh, several motifs, you could say, several events that are unfolding at the same time. And that's what Overcome is attempting at. Overcome is attempting to capture the sense of complexity, the sense of how intricate and how intertwined life events are. And yes, of course, it's based in my own personal story. And um, it it took several years to write it, and I have changed uh, dramatically throughout the writing of this album you know as i said in the very beginning for a long while this album has been shelved and um i just didn't didn't have the need to go back to it and do anything to it but then in 2019 i find that 2018 2019 me already uh, being an evolved different person as compared to 2006 when this album was started you know uh, i was looking at it with different eyes I had a different, somewhat different vision for this album, and I, uh, at that point, in 2019, when I was wrapping this up, I already knew where this album should finish, uh, what is going to be the focal point, and we'll get there, we'll get there, but anyways, getting back to Everything's Fine, Everything's Fine contains, like many other tracks on this album, contains references, cross-references to other tracks, and that is important. Um, I know, I know that nowadays, in the today's um, music industry landscape, uh, people tend to release singles uh, and um, prog metal or prog electronic metal, because I'm guessing that's what it is, stylistically, genre-wise. It's some sort of prog electronic metal with various added, uh, added flavors. Not everybody's going to listen to this. Not everybody is going to listen to the entire album. It is a lot of music. Not only is this a lot of music, when I was writing this, I was in the frame of mind that it should be written something like this, something large like this it should be written like a piece of classical music. You know when you listen to classical music it makes you think. It makes it trains your memory. You have to It's it's complex. It's not just one single melody with, you know, three, four chords. It's not a pop song. It's a lot deeper than that. It um it requires some work. So I do understand, I do have this understanding that nowadays, you know, not everybody's gonna listen to Overcome album. Not everybody is going to um a lot of people probably gonna get turned off because you know one track is one thing and then all of a sudden there's another thing in the next track and then there's all that strange bizarre modular stuff and then there's a change of uh, time signature and etc etc and then i'm yelling and here i'm singing and here's this melody and oh wait a second that melody already popped before and then it shows up a little later etc etc it's pretty damn complex and i understand this but if you are genuinely interested in uh, going through this album listen from the very beginning to the very end and you will get I, i highly recommend this and you will get the full emotional impact of it because you will follow the journey and the songs the individual songs they start to appear in a certain light when there is this consecutive progression if you know what i mean Uh, usually, and it it pertains not only to the Overcome album, it pertains to any of my albums at all, and I insist that this is important to, you know, to those of you who like my music, who enjoy my music, and who want to hopefully get the most out of my music. Listen to my albums in consecutive order, listen to the songs on my albums in consecutive order, just as they are positioned. There's a reason why they are Songs occupy a certain position on the track list. That's not a coincidence. I never throw in just, you know, a random track list of songs. I never do that. There is intent behind that. If there is a track that, you know... And on Overcome you will you will sort of get it, you know. If there is a track like Purr, for example, we'll get to it. Uh, Sol- Solar Waves, Purr, Level of Nights, Nights on Rivers, for example, it's three these three tracks are amazingly tranquil, you could say, serene almost uh, compared and happy almost happy, almost buoyantly happy. When you listen to them one after another, it's almost like, and what's the struggle about? But then Dissolved and Done hits you, and it hits you with a double force, if not tenfold, it hits you exactly because it follows after. Solar Waves, and Purr, and Love, Love, Nights and Rivers. The emotional impact of it and the meaning of the lyrics, the emotional meaning of the lyrics, really gets to you when you know what does it come after, what does it follow after. You know what I mean. So, the order of the songs is important, yes, I mean, uh, of course people will listen to individual tracks or they will listen to a couple of songs that they really like. Uh, I understand it. I understand it. That's ultimately up to you. All I'm saying here is that if you are into my music and if you want a tip on how to get the most out of it, if you are really into my music, I would recommend for you to go track after track after track, listen to it exactly that way, and that would maximize your experience. That's all I'm saying. This is where I'm going to be wrapping up this episode, I'm hoping it didn't turn out too long, the recent episodes were like hour long or or even more. I'm trying, I'm really trying to keep it short as much as I can. If you didn't have a chance to listen to my music yet, uh, you can find me on any streaming uh, platform, on any major streaming platform, like Spotify or iTunes or Amazon or Apple Music or YouTube even, just look for Catherine. Corelli, Catherine with the C, Corelli with the C, and you will find plenty of my music. And there is always more coming. Uh, there is some more music going to come out in the following months, and that's going to be a tremendous amount of music. And it's all very, very varied, let's put it this way. It's very, it's, it's very diverse. So it's not just metal, it's not just electronic metal, it's also like heavier guitar kind of metal, and it's also electropop. And, uh, rap-rock and hip-hop and art-pop and post-rock and instrumental rock, guitar-oriented instrumental rock. So there's plenty of stuff coming and uh, it's gonna be epic, I promise. Now if you're going to check me out on YouTube, you can also check out my other video cast, you could say, a podcast called Cat Talk series, I have it on my YouTube channel. And I do have there also a playlist called Cat Vibes, where I'm basically just, you know, showing, showing you around, around my property, you know, whenever I'm working in the backyard, or I'm actually recording guitars, or recording vocals, or doing any of that stuff. And I try to keep Cat Vibes unfiltered. Yes, I do some video editing, but I try to keep it unfiltered. So all of my, uh, all of my bloopers, all of my uh, errors, mistakes in the recording process, you know, all of that, is there. And if you want to check that out, well, check it out! Cat Vibes Cat Talk is on YouTube. And um, also, too, I do have, if you're interested in any of my products, I do have two websites. One is catcorello.us and that is my main uh, website that pertains to music and um, artsy stuff. But if you're interested in my other business, I have a business called Southern Caracol which is all about skin health and aromatherapy. So you might want to check it out at SouthernCaracol.com. You can find soaps, uh, soap scrub bars, and uh, shampoo bars, and lotions, and lip balms, and that kind of stuff for your skin, and an aromatherapy line of soaps for aromatherapy, basically. <laughs> so uh, check it out. Check it out. Maybe you'll find something for yourself. I'm hoping you will. We have awesome American-made products. Uh, our customers absolutely love our soap, our shampoo bars and lotions and lip balms. They're marvelous and it's it's top quality. I'm using it myself. My skin feels a lot better and I feel a lot happier and more energized. So, I would highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, please check it out. SouthernCarical.com And my main website is CatCorello.us Both links are going to be in the description. That being said, Thank you very much for hanging out with me. Thank you for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. I love you, and you'll hear me on the next episode.